Hey, this is JP Nurbin. You're listening to Culture Builders number 133, A New Way of Communicating. Uh, so this is an excerpt from my book, Calling Up, Discovering Your Journey to Transformational Leadership. On the Saturday after the first week of practice, Daniel headed over for a long afternoon with John. As Daniel arrived, he saw that John had invited another friend. His name was Andy. After eating a fantastic lunch and spending some time getting to know each other, John said, well, did you bring all the practice recordings from the week? Daniel nodded. All right, then. Phone's off. Notebook out. Let's get to work. I've invited Andy, a communicationalist specialist, to help us today. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty here. If there's something I can do to help myself become a better coach and improve the team's chances of success, then I'm all for it. Andy smiled. Great to hear that, Daniel. Before we start going through the video, there are just a few things. I'm going to give you some hard feedback, but I'm giving you this feedback because I want you to succeed. I know your growth is critical to the success of the team, and a bunch of people are counting on you. I have really high expectations when it comes to communication, but I know you can meet them. Daniel listened as Andy continued. I don't use sandwich feedback. You know the positive, negative, positive sandwich? Daniel nodded. Good. I don't use it because people either ignore all the positives or they ignore all the negatives. What I do use is what I call notifications. Notifications are not judgmental, but a simple communication of things that I observe. The other things I do is I ask a lot of questions. So be ready for those since they'll be coming at you. Daniel was incredibly grateful for the opportunity to have someone give him high-level feedback in a video session. Time seemed to fade away as they became completely locked into watching replays of the practice. Andy made several observations about Daniel's body language and communication before the practice had even started. You do a great job of welcoming every player by making some physical contact, by high-fiving, patting them on the back, or putting your arm around them. I can tell you've worked on this, and you're intentional, but still authentically engaged. Daniel smiled, feeling good. I really like your moment of vulnerability by taking ownership for the poor practice from the day before. That's great because it's going to encourage them to take ownership of themselves and be more vulnerable. One thing I've learned, John chimed in, is that 90% of our communication is nonverbal. Our body language, the heart posture toward our your players that you have been training, is communicated far before we start talking. Andy is here to help you become more intentional in the way you communicate. Absolutely. I worked with for years with one of the best NBA coaches of all time to help him develop this because some of it's just not natural. Daniel interrupted. I remember hearing Brad Stevens say his number one piece of advice for coaches was to be yourself. If it isn't natural, then aren't we being fake? Andy chuckled. Was shooting a left-hand layup natural to you at the start? No, not at all. But if you wanted to be the best player you could be, you knew you needed to get better at it, right? You want to be yourself, but the best version of yourself, which is who your players need. Great coaches are what their players need them to be, cheerleader or drill sergeant. It differs from many players, and it differs from many days of the season. Now, what else do you know about the best leaders, how the best leaders communicate? Daniel was excited to share. Well, in Daniel Coyle's book, The Talent Code, he discusses how nearly every master coach he observed was quiet reserved, and watching intently. They listened more than they ever talked. Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, discusses how we need to praise effort, not achievement. If we want them to have a growth mindset and be focused on the process. Well, you're quite the encyclopedia, Daniel. 
These are all very good principles. Let's see how well you apply them. And he played the video again. After a few minutes, he paused the video as it caught a conversation between Daniel and Archie, in which Daniel said, Archie, you are such a talented and natural defender out there. If you can be more willing to sacrifice your body for the rebound and loose balls, you will be unstoppable. Andy looked at Daniel. Is that the most beneficial wording you can use? Daniel chuckled. No, not at all. I even remember a similar conversation my sixth grade coach had with me. He told me I was a natural. My belief that I was a natural led me to believe that it would always come naturally, but it didn't. In fact, I spent thousands of hours in my backyard shooting hoops as a child. And I stopped that when people started to tell me I was gifted. When I was talking to Archie, what I really meant was that he was skilled. Skill is a much better word than talented. When you say something to a player, John began, it doesn't matter what it means to you. It matters what it means to that player. That's another reason why it's important to be intentional about our language. That's it for today's episode. Uh, If you'd like more on that book, um, go to thriveonchallenge.com. Check out the sample chapter if you haven't already. And uh, please support this podcast and support the book by purchasing there. And uh, you'll get it in as few as three, four, five days sometimes. So um, thanks again for listening and have a good one.